If you have your Bibles this morning, let's turn to the book of Romans chapter 12 today. Romans chapter 12. And I want to preach a very simple message. I mean, being that it's Anzac Day, thank goodness. You know, I thank God for the sacrifice of our soldiers. Uh, I want to preach a very simple message this morning entitled, The Significance of Sacrifice, out of Romans chapter 12. And, uh, you know, how many of you know the spirit of sacrifice is what the Anzac soldiers represented. How many know what I'm talking about? The spirit of sacrifice was on the Anzacs, the Australian New Zealand Army Corporation. They represented the spirit of sacrifice. Both these countries formed an allied, uh, you know what, formed this allied expedition with the objective, which was to capture Constantinople was to go in there and open the way to the Black Sea for the Allied navies to now make their way through. If you have a look on the map, or if you get some time, have a look at it. To You know what? To capture this Constantinople. You know what? To get through this area so they can have their way through into the Black Sea. And so they wanted to get this beachhead. They wanted to invade this area. And the Anzacs, they begin to force land at Gallipoli. And sadly, these Allied uh, men... These soldiers, you know what, the death was totaled over 56,000, including, listen to this, 8,709 Australian men, 2,721 troops from New Zealand. Which brings us today, April 25th, the day on which we remember the sacrifice of the Australians and the New Zealands who died in that war. Not many days, you know what, do we have Anzac Day on Sunday. Not many days do we remember, you know, coming to church and we have Anzac. So I believe it's fitting that, you know what, we do remember the significant sacrifice of our soldiers. And I want us, us to stand today because I want to play the last post. Maybe you didn't go out this morning and, uh, you know what, gather with the people and to, you know, pay respect and to remember. But I want us this morning as a church, why don't we stand today and we're going to, you know what, listen to this last post and spend a minute of silence just in respect, in reverence for our fallen soldiers. If you can please play that, man, thank you.
Amen. Hallelujah. You can all find your seats this morning. Significance of sacrifice. Men and women, I don't know about you, but you might be Australian here this morning. You might be you know, from New Zealand this morning. Uh, but you know, to come to think about these sacrifice that was laid down by these men and women. A sacrifice for their country. And there's another war that I believe that, you know, for Papua New Guinea, you know, they used to say the Fuzzy Wuzzy Angels that helped the Australian Army back in 1942. Significant sacrifice that were made by men and women for someone else to lay down their lives. And I want to read a scripture out of Romans 12 because it talks about sacrifice. It talks about laying down your life. So Romans chapter 12, verse 1, listen to these words by Paul. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, he says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's pray. God, I just ask right now that you take these words from this vessel of clay, Holy Spirit, that you take every word spoken this morning from your word, that you would penetrate into our minds and our hearts. Lord, let us understand and get a revelation of the meaning of sacrifice. And let us, Lord, apply it to our lives that we may be living sacrifices. In Jesus' mighty name and all God's people said, Amen and Amen. So number one, if you're taking note, let's consider the lost value of sacrifice. The lost value of sacrifice the sacrifice by definition, according to Merriam-Webster, has two definitions. A, it's the act of giving up something that you want to keep, especially in order to get or to help someone. Sacrifice. Or B, an act of killing an animal in a religious ceremony as an offering to a God. Now the root word, us as believers, the root word is sacra, which is a Latin word meaning holy. To sacrifice means to dedicate as a holy offering unto God. And so sacrifice, listen this morning, is the central theme of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. How many know we live in a society that does not benefit from the value of living a selfless life? We live in a generation that is self-seeking. Can I get a witness in the building? That they seek nothing else but to live for themselves. Acts 20 verse 35. I love the latter part of this verse. It says these words. Jesus uh, it says in Acts 20 verse 35. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. I mean you fix that. You catch that in your mind. The culture that we live in is fixated on self. That you know what? No, I don't want to be blessed. I don't want to give. I want to receive. But Jesus teaches and says, man, it's the opposite in the kingdom. If you want to be blessed, give. And in our text this morning, Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. I mean, that word beseech, I don't know about you, but I don't use that terminology in my everyday life. I beseech you, come over here. It's like, how many of you use that word? And so that word is translated urge and so Paul is saying I beseech you brethren I urge you I encourage you I'm passionately trying to get your attention is what Paul is saying and he's saying to the church 
by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. How many know the kingdom of God is totally different to the culture of the world we live in today? Jesus teaches, again, you want to be blessed, give. Jesus taught his disciples, don't find life and purpose in this world. Don't find it in this world because it's meaningless. In fact, Jesus says in Matthew 10 verse 39, He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Folks, let's not fool ourselves this morning. We live in a generation that promotes self. We live in a generation that does not choose to lose their life for the sake of the kingdom. We're out here living our best life. We're out here living our so-called best life. And you know what? Don't get me wrong. We ought to enjoy life. We ought to enjoy and have fun and make memories. But it's not a means to our happiness or success. I believe the world has lost the value of sacrifice. Jesus says again, he who loses his life for my sake will find it. You see, it's until you surrender. It's until you decide to lay down your life, then you will experience true life in Jesus. John 14 verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the what? The life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So think about that. Here we are trying to find life and Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John in 10.10, the latter part of that verse, Jesus says, I've come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. People are trying to find this abundant life in drugs and alcohol and in relationships. But it's until you surrender to the life giver. It's until you surrender and lay down your life as a sacrifice to Jesus. That's when you will truly find life. Amen. And this is what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, I beseech you, brethren. I urge you. I encourage you. In other words, don't give in to the temporal pleasures, the fleeting lust of the world, and present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. So let me ask you a question. Have you lost the significance of sacrifice? In the pursuit of this world, are you still holding on to your so-called life? Because for the believer, for the Christian, we have been called to serve one another. We've been called to love one another. We've been called to lay down our lives, uh, to, to go the extra mile for someone else. I mean, this is laying down your life as, as a living sacrifice. Mark 10 verse 42, Jesus called them, referring to his disciples. He called them to himself and said to them, you know that those who consider who are considered rulers over the Gentiles, lorded over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. Whoever desires to be great among you shall be your servant. And whoever, listen to this, whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. Verse 43, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. The significance of sacrifice that Jesus did for us to lay down his life, to put aside his own desires and say, you know what, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. 
The significance of sacrifice is lost in our generation, which is why it's very important that we do remember April 25th for the rest of your life. That we remember the Anzacs because it's so important. It teaches the young generation. It reminds the older generation the significance of sacrifice. As a church, we ought not to look any further but then Jesus Christ. Jesus is the quintessential man. Write that down, quintessential, because the definition means so much. Listen to this. Quintessential means representing the most perfect or typical example of a quality or a class. Jesus is a quintessential man. He, not, he didn't even you know, teach only on sacrifice and laying down your life. How many of you know Jesus modeled it? Jesus lived it. He was a quintessential man. He did not come to be served. He came to serve. He came to lay down his life as a ransom, as a sacrifice for you and I. So that those of us who aren't Jews, those of us who aren't called into this life of, you know what, being born into this family. We are now grafted into the family of God because of what Jesus has done on the cross. The sacrifice that he did for us. He became the ransom for you and I. So we can be saved. But what about you this morning? Have you lost that significance? That reverence of sacrifice? I was talking to Pastor Dax and I was like, man, every time I hear that, you know, I hear that last post. I hear that trumpet. Man, I'm, I get goosebumps. And he's like, yes, he, same thing. Every time he, he hears that, I mean, he was in the army. And every time he hears that, he, his heart just goes back to, to the army. And just like, you know what, man, we're, we're called to lay down our lives. Our lives are not our own. Our lives are just laid down for our country. And I'm thinking, man, let us never lose that significance of sacrifice. That, you know, you wake up in the morning on April 25th and just roll over your bed. And not realize the sacrifice that someone else, someone's grandfather, someone's, you know what, brother, uncle, served in the military. Laying down their lives so that we can enjoy some sort of freedom today. So let's talk about the value of holiness that is lost. The value of holiness that is lost. You know, I don't want to belabor this point this morning because I believe that we all know that we should be holy. But I believe the power in our text comes from this simple truth to present your bodies as living sacrifice holy acceptable to God which is your reasonable service you know our lives have got to be holy our lives have got to be separate our lives have got to be you know pleasing to the Lord and the Bible gives us some clear description you know what our lives have got to be holy our lives have got to be acceptable pleasing to God. You know, someone once said this to me, and I'll never forget, you can't live wrong and die right. Write that down. You can't live wrong and die right. The Bible is clear on the topic when it comes to holiness. You cannot expect to get into heaven by your good works. Amen? The Bible says God does not allow sin into heaven. Ephesians 2 verse 8 tells us for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And so here it is, this term of holiness was given to us by Jesus Christ, laying down His life as a sacrifice, so that we can become holy because of what He's done. 2 Corinthians 5.21, for He, talking about God, made Him, Jesus 
who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. You know, it's only through God's grace that we're given and granted access into heaven. It's by God's grace that we've been given this free gift now that when we repent and we turn our lives from our sins and we accept Christ into our lives, we make Him the Lord of our lives and lay down our lives as a sacrifice. It's then and truly then that we are now granted access into heaven. Just as Jesus through His grace, through God's mercy, listen, we can't present our bodies as a living sacrifice holy because of what Jesus has done on the cross. How many know holiness is not about what we can do to reach a level of perfection? We can't reach a level of perfection. Listen tonight, it's Jesus that is through his own sacrifice that he laid down his life that we might become the righteousness of God in Jesus. But this morning, listen, you have a free will. You have a choice. You can decide to be holy or unholy. Holy, acceptable to God or unholy, unacceptable to God. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest. Listen to that. And rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance, but as He, talking about Jesus, who called you is holy. Watch this. You also be holy in all your conduct because it is written, be holy for I am holy. So God has given you and I free will. We have a choice to choose to be holy or unholy. Therefore, we can choose to be like Christ or that we can go back into the old conduct of our old lust and our old desires. And the Bible, you know what, talks about, He urges us, you know what, be holy, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Make a choice. God's given you a free will. God's giving you this choice of you know what hey make a decision choose grace where it's provided for you through Jesus or you can choose to live in your own sin and so Christ and through his word is teaching us be holy for I am holy which leads us to the remainder of the text it says do not be conformed to this world but be transformed everyone say transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. The significance of sacrifice, listen carefully, comes between your flesh and your faith. You think about this for a second. The significance of sacrifice comes between your flesh and your faith. You got to make a decision, brother. You got to make a decision, sister. Sacrifice the world and live for God. Or you're going to sacrifice God and live for the world. The significance of sacrifice comes between your flesh and your faith. That's why I say don't be conformed to this world. Don't try and go back into the old way of thinking and how you resort to your old anger and your ways of living. Paul is saying, listen, don't be conformed, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. That word renewing is metanoia. It talks about a spiritual transformation. When you begin to repent, which means a change of mind. 
When you change your mind, there's a supernatural transformation that now occurs in your heart. Because the heart and mind are interchangeable. Jesus talks about this in your heart. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the heart, the abundance of life flows from the heart. And it's talking about the only way that you're going to be truly transformed, the only way that you're going to change your old habits, listen, is only through Jesus Christ. It's only through the sacrifice that Jesus has made that you can be transformed. I love the Bible because the Bible is truth. The Bible tells us if any man be in Christ, come on, can be a new creation. That the old things passed away and behold, all things become new. That's the hope of the gospel this morning. Every one of us can be changed. Every single one of us. Listen, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, whatever you've done in your past. You might think, man, could God ever forgive me? Yes, he can. Because the Bible says uh, your old can be passed away. Behold, all things can become new. Because of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he made. But what are you going to do about it this morning? Are you going to live in the new life that Christ has guaranteed for you? Or are you going to live for this world? Make a decision this morning. Sacrifice the world and live for God. Or sacrifice God and live for the world. This is what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. So I want to close 30. And talk about love this morning. Love that motivates the sacrifice is our third point. 1 John 3.16 By this we know love, because He laid down His life for us. We also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. You know, love is the root of sacrifice. We can sacrifice many things for love. For Usain Bolt, many of us know him. It's a love to represent Jamaica. It's a love that comes at a cost, and a love that comes at a sacrifice. It takes less than 10 seconds for this Jamaican sprinter, Usain Bolt, to run from the start down 100 meters down the track and finish. I mean, Usain Bolt has smashed records. He's set uh, records in place. He's won multiple gold medals. Just in the few seconds of this 100 meters have solidified his status in the athlete world as the fastest man alive. But I believe, I believe all those 100-meter sprints were not won in those seconds. I believe it's won by hours and hours of rigorous training. I believe it's won through early morning workouts. I believe it's won through weightlifting and it's, he's conditioned his body through special diet requirements. I believe it's done through coaching and personal trainers helping him to, you know what, perform at his peak and listen this morning the race is not one in the performance it's one in the preparation it's not one on the biggest stages but it's one in the everyday sacrifices for those of you who play sports you understand very clearly it's those early morning runs Yes, and when it gets cold in the morning, it's getting up early and it's running. It's doing those push-ups when everyone else is not watching. It's, you know what, saying no to fast food and it's disciplining your body to say, listen, I'm going to do this now because a champion is not one in the ring. It's outside of the ring. Amen. And so for the Christian, what are you willing to sacrifice the things that are temporal in this world? Because our perspective is eternal. 
As Christians, we should choose to lay down our lives as a living sacrifice for Jesus. Usain Bolt, if he's willing to sacrifice his life for his country, how much more should the Christian sacrifice his life to lay down his own desires and purpose? Say, you know what, God, I'm going to put you first. I'll put you first in my family. I'll put you first in my marriage. I'll put you first. You know what, whatever the cost. I'll sacrifice whatever it desires for, for you to be in my life. Let me ask you the question, what do you love this morning? The Bible says you cannot love God and the world. 1 John 2.15, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. You see, sacrifice the root of all sacrifice comes from love. And you got to make a decision. Are you going to love God or are you going to love the world? You know, there's a true story. I'm sure many of you have heard of it. A young boy, 13 years old, gave up his chance of being rescued from the floods. This is in uh, Toowoomba. So that his younger brother's life could be saved. Jordan Rice, this is a young boy. He told the rescuers to take his 10-year-old brother. Take my brother, Blake. Take my mother, Donna, from their trapped car before going back for him. His selfless act meant that his younger brother, Blake, was saved. But tragically, Jordan and his mother were swept, swept away in the car and died. And the rescuers tell the story that when they came to this young boy, they said, uh, he said, save my brother first. I mean, you think about this story and it's like, man, this is, take my brother it's the love at the root of this sacrifice that he was about to make was because he loved his own brother. Say, man, I'll lay down my life, even if I have to die, so that you could live. John 15 verse 12 says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friend. You see, love is what motivates sacrifice. When it comes to marriage, love is what motivates sacrifice. Ephesians 5.25, husbands love your wives. Just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Skip down to verse 33. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. See, love is what motivates sacrifice. Will you choose to lay down your life for your spouse? John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is the significance of sacrifice. Can you say amen? Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Very simple message this morning. As we remember this day, I want us to get a revelation. You know what? The significance of sacrifice again. When it comes to you being a disciple, when it comes to you being a husband, when it comes to you being a wife, where is your love this morning? Is it in the world or is it in God? Because your sacrifice determines what you love and who you love. There are many mothers here in the building. You sacrifice your time, your energy for your kids. There are fathers here today. You sacrifice things. You know, you go to work to sacrifice, to make money enough to 
allow your kids to go to a good school, to allow your kids to be raised up. You know what? That's love. And that's what motivates the sacrifice. The Bible says, don't grow weary in doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. You know what? Don't give up being a sacrifice. Don't give up, you know what, laying down your life for others. Because God notices. And that is the life of Jesus Christ. You're modeling Christ's character. You're modeling God's true nature. The spirit of sacrifice. I want to give an invitation today, just like we do every service. I want to ask you the question this morning. Are you saved? Are you born again? Let me ask you this question. If you were to die today, where would you spend eternity? The Bible says, for it is appointed for man to die once and then comes the judgment. God does not allow sin to enter into His kingdom. And so it is impossible for us to get into heaven by our own good works. The Bible tells us our own good works are as filthy rags. But thank God for the sacrifice of Jesus, that He that knew no sin became sin. He took your sins. He took my sins. This is why Jesus died on the cross, so that we could accept Him, so that He can forgive us and give us eternal life. He didn't die to give you a good life here on earth. He died to give you eternal life. What about you this morning? Are you saved? You know if you were to die this morning, you wouldn't make heaven your home. But today you recognize, you know what? I want to give my life to Jesus. Today is the day that you can give your life to Christ. All it does, you know what, is for you to raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. I'll count it a privilege to pray a prayer with you. You can accept Jesus in your life and you can receive eternal life right now. If that's you, every head bowed and every eye is closed, you're not saved. But you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to give your heart to Christ. Why don't you raise your hand? God loves you. Lift your hand with mine and I'll count it a privilege to pray with you. No one looking around. This is just between you and God. Lift up your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. I'm not right with God. I know if I was to die today, I want to make heaven my home. But God loves you this morning. Young, old, doesn't matter who you are. God loves you. That's why He died on the cross for you. Why don't you lift your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. I'm not saved. I'm not right with God. Lift it up with mine. God loves you. Maybe you're here this morning and you're backslidden. You're not... You've ran away from God. You've gone your own way. Listen, it's never too late. While you have breath in your lungs, once you respond to the love of God this morning, lift your hand up today. Say, yes, that's me. I'm backslidden. I'm away from God. God loves you. Lift it up this morning. Lift it up. No one looking around. This is just between you and God. No one looking around. No one moving. You're here this morning. You want to give your heart to Jesus. You want to accept the free gift of grace. Lift it up today. And I count it a privilege to pray with you this morning. God loves you. He wants to save you. He wants to give you a new life. Maybe that's you today. You're saying, God, you've even prayed, God, if you're real, make yourself real to me. Today, He's knocking on the door of your heart. He's making it plain and simple for you. Today is the day. You've heard the message this morning. Why don't you respond to the love of God? If that's you, you raise your hand. Say, yes, that's me. Amen. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else want to join us on his heart? Say, yes, that's me. I'm not saved. I'm not right with God. Lift it up. No one looking around. You lift your hand this morning and say, yes, that's me. Preacher, I'm not right with God. I'm not saved. If I was to die today, I know in my heart of hearts, I wouldn't make heaven my home. You be honest. You be real. Say, yes, that's me. Lift it up. God bless you. I see these. Anyone else want to join us on his heart? Say, yes, amen. I see that hand. Anyone else? 
You're here in the building. You, you're not right with the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up. Lift it up so I can see it. Count it a privilege to pray with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Those of you who raise your hand, I want you to do one simple thing. I want you to come out of your seat. Come. My sister over there, my sister here. Come. I'll meet me at the front. We'll stand at the altar. Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you want to come to the front and pray this prayer with us as well. Would you come out of your seat and join us on his hearts this morning? We'll wait on you. Would you come out of your seat and join us here at this altar? We're going to pray a simple prayer of repentance. Hallelujah. All right, just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. I thank you for the sacrifice that you made for me. Come into my heart. Cleanse me of my sins. I'm asking that you would renew my mind. Give me a new heart today. I thank you that you died and you rose again. I'm asking the power that raised you from the dead to live within me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Find a place to pray this altar this morning. Turning to the church, why don't we come and find a place to pray this altar? Once you lay down your life as a living sacrifice, you know what? To be a disciple. Jesus taught about the, the cost of being a disciple. Will you lay down your life for the call of Jesus Christ? When he calls you and says, Hey, I, know, I need you respond and say yes here I am hey, this morning let's pray let's seek God today Father God have your way this altar this morning God I'm asking Lord that you sweep through this place Lord God may we have this deeper understanding of sacrifice God I'm asking Lord God that you administer at this altar Lord I pray God that you'd loose your power and your presence God, help us, Lord God, as we remember, Lord God, the sacrifice that was made, Lord, on that beach at Gallipoli. As we remember the sacrifice on the hill of Calvary. God, I pray, let it be upon our hearts and minds that we present our bodies as a living sacrifice. That we would carry the cross daily and say, God, what is it that you want to do? That we can prove that which is the good and acceptable, perfect will of God. God, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Lord, here it is, Lord God, today. God, a church, Lord God, that is willing to lay down their lives. A church, Lord God, today, that indeed when you come back for your bride, they would find a bride ready for you. I pray, God, this morning for this city of Beanley. I pray for the city of Queensland, God, that you'd raise up an army of believers. God, that you would raise up a generation of disciples. God, that would have a revelation of sacrifice. Lord God, that they would put you first, Lord God, even when it, Lord God, matters most. God, I pray this morning, Lord God, let every man, every woman, every boy, let every girl, Lord God, remember, Lord God, the true meaning of sacrifice. Lord God, to lay down their lives, Lord God, for others. Lord Jesus, to take the, the humble route, God, to live with humility, to walk humbly before the Lord. Oh, Ramama said it in a seal. Fill us with.